Hey, Sam, how are you? Hey, Sam, what's going on? It is Tuesday at five o'clock and I'm exhausted from working all day. Um, yeah, I didn't do anything. I'm not going to lie. Um, unfortunately, I had a COVID exposure. Um, I'm asymptomatic and I have, I'm completely fine. But uh, because of my work policy, I had to do nothing today and yesterday until my test comes back negative, which I know it's going to be. So yeah, I literally have not done anything in two days. <laughs> How was the test? Did they go up your brain? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, honestly, I didn't think it was bad. Like, I hope I don't like piss anybody off by saying that. <laughs> but like, honestly, I thought it was fine. Like, I just it, like, you know how when you when you drink something and you're like, you start laughing and you accidentally get something up, like up your nasal cavity and it burns like that's yeah. what it that's what it feels like. Like, all I did was breathe out of my nose while you know what I mean like while it was happening and I thought it was fine I honestly it was not a big deal so sorry for anyone who thought it was a big deal (laughs) (laughs) I hope I don't have to get it because I do not do well with getting stuff stuck up my nose not like I'm used to that but (laughs) (laughs) well yeah it's definitely not comfortable like I wouldn't put it under the category of comfort but it wasn't, I don't know. I've heard a lot of people say like, Oh my gosh, it hurts so bad. And they literally go like to your brain and whatever. And I'm like, no, no, it wasn't that bad. But, um, I want to do that one because I think the other one is saliva and that one is not as accurate. So this one, uh, well, I guess there, there's two kinds. So it's like saliva and then they do the one that's maybe just like right inside your nostril or something. They don't go as far. This one, they like send out to a lab, I could totally be wrong on that on all of those facts, but um, I do know that they like send it out and the woman at the, you know, facility said that I guess it's like 96% accurate or 97% or something. So I'm like, whatever, I'll wait a couple of days. And then, you know, once I get um, the negative test that I'll be able to go back to work, hopefully we'll see. Well, that's good. I hope it comes back negative. I can't believe we're, seven months out from this whole pandemic, right? It's been seven months. Yeah. Yeah. We started in like mid-March, right? So mid-October will be seven months. So yeah, it's crazy. Um, I know that you are, so Sam uh, Ann works from home and she is in her office here as we speak, um, the same spot that I'm sure she's been all day. Mm -hmm. Um, So How exactly are you, how have you been coping with uh, COVID now that we're seven months out? Um, Like, has anything changed with your routine or um, like with you mentally? How have you been feeling? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm getting more comfortable with the world we're living in, right? Um, And it's kind of been from August to September, it's been a really crazy month for me. In August, right before we recorded our first episode ever, I got my wisdom teeth out and that went fine. A few weeks later, I was in the hospital for three days for an allergic reaction. And um, then I just had a high school friend pass away from cancer. So it's it has been a wild ride and probably the worst two months of my life so far this year. I know 
like a lot of people have had it way worse, but, um, it's been tough. I've texted you and our friend Lindsay and, um, you know, talked to you guys about how I've just been struggling a lot, dealing with a friend that I used to be close to in high school and also just being in the hospital and just like work stress. Um, so yeah, it's, I wish I had more positive news to say. I know I feel kind of the same way, honestly. I feel like it's just so back when we made our, our first episode, we were kind of talking about similar things and I feel like so much has changed even in that like two or month, month time span, right? It was about a month ago. Yeah, about a month. And it's like, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like right when you think that it can't get any worse, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I don't know, I shouldn't be laughing at that, but yeah, we're going, we're going to deep. We're, we're going, you know, right, right to the real stuff. I just, it's been a crazy ride for me as well. So I think, I don't know. I think coping with everything mentally has just been a struggle for everyone. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's just getting Hopefully it's getting better for some people, but I also think like with the political climate right now and just like the climate in America, it's just been, people have been super stressed out because it's like all on social media. So you have like COVID on top of that. I think we, didn't the United States just surpass like 100,000 COVID deaths or or 200,000? Yeah, I think it was 200,000. Yeah. So it's just, it's been a lot, but you know, that's kind of why we started doing this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And actually to kind of piggyback off what you said earlier about, like, I feel like other people have it worse. I feel like just everybody has it bad, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like it's, you know, so hard to say, um, you know, like your situation is, less or worse than, you know, somebody else, because like you've, you've gone, Sam has gone through a lot, you guys, it's been a, especially with even within the last year, I mean, really what 2009, 2020 is just not, not been great. It's it's not giving you, (laughs) not giving you good, good cards. You're not, you haven't been dealt good cards these last couple of years. And, you know, I just think it's important to realize that like, you know, I guess kind of shameless plug of my own type of personality, but I think it's important to excuse me, recognize that everybody is probably going through something, um, especially this year, but you know, everybody's probably going through something and it's just been insane. So I don't, I don't think it's, I think we all just kind of cope with our own, you know, our own ways and we all deal with things differently and we all have crazy stuff that happens. So, I mean, I think it's important to recognize emotions and feelings and be, you know, it's like, okay, that you feel the way that you feel based off of your circumstances and they're not better or worse than maybe somebody else's. So just side note there. (laughs) I appreciate it. And you know, I, it's always, I don't know. I always think that when something's going bad in my life, I'm like, you know, others have it worse. And I think it's almost a coping mechanism or something. Um, I'll have to ask my friend who's actually like studying like psych- psychology, psychology or and all yeah. of that, like what that is. But um, yeah, it is important to note that it is okay to be in your feelings and just accept that you're going through a hard time right now. Um, you know, and 
yeah, just, I mean, other people can have it worse, but um, yeah, just being in that mindset of it's okay. Like, right. It doesn't take away from your feelings as a human, yeah. like you're still human and you're still going through some stuff and you know, you're allowed to be upset, you know, like you said about your friend who passed away, like there are people out there that may be, have had multiple deaths in their family or, you know, or none at all. And it's like, that's okay either way, because if you realize that like there's waves and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like there's like everybody tolerates everything differently mm-hmm. and it's all about perspective. So, you know, you may have not gone through a serious situation, a traumatic event, but it's still important to you. And like your feelings are still valid for the situations you've gone through. So I think that is important to kind of recognize right now with COVID and everything that's going on, because like you said earlier, yes, we have COVID and all that, but we have all of our experiences, you know, as well, like prior to COVID. So anyway, yeah, it's just important to recognize, I think. I think what you just said was beautiful and (laughs) a great point. I mean, yeah, we just, we just need to learn to respect our feelings and, just be in that moment and it will pass might take a while to pass but it will pass but um with like all this change going on this year and um kind of just these mental spaces you know one thing that has changed is our friendships and um I mean, you're probably friends with the same people, but you might not be able to throw those big parties that you used to have. You might not be able to go out to the bars and close the bar down with your friends because of COVID restrictions. So I kind of just want to get into, you know, like COVID and friendships, but also just how much friendships change over time and in our twenties. So, um, Sam, like, how has your friendships changed, I guess, with COVID? Like, how are you maintaining friendships with your friends? But also, like, how have your friendships just overall changed the past, what, like, 10 years? Yeah, I I laugh because I personally struggle with friendships. I, um, and this is not me putting myself down by any means. I've actually worked really hard um, to be an advocate for myself. I've worked really hard to kind of explain to people that, um, you know, although I have what I call an aggressive personality or like a bold personality that I'm not, that's not a put down. I'm not like mad at myself for that. I actually like think that that's one of my best characteristics. Um I would say that one, to answer, I guess, the first question in terms of COVID, I mean, it definitely looks way different. Like you said, we're not going out really much anymore. I might be going to a restaurant, but it's like select people that I know who is going around whom and, you know, where people have been and stuff like that. Um, so that's that's different for me. I'm an extremely... Um, extroverted person. I like to hang out with people. I, that's like what fills my cup up is hanging out with people. Um, however, I am, I guess what you would call an introverted extrovert or, or however that goes. Um, I, yep. yeah, yeah. I think Sam, <laughs> Sam, Ann and I were kind of the same. Like we definitely are outgoing, but, um, like we like our personal space. Yeah. Like yeah. I love to hang out with friends and host people, but also like 
I'm not mad if those plans are canceled. Right. Like last minute, if you're like, Hey, I can't come. I'm like, actually, wait, no, if you're, if you do cancel on me last minute, I'm terrible at change. I'll probably be mad. But, um, but if you're like, Hey, like due to mental health, I probably, you know, I need some time. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, totally understand. Get it. Do the same thing. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I just, it's, it's a weird thing for me, honestly. I'm used to going out all the time. I mean, I play multiple sports. I'm a part of multiple groups and things like that. And I just, it's, it's weird. I don't like staying inside all the time. I like control over my me time. <laughs> so I don't like <laughs> to be like isolated and told that I have me time all the time. Um, so that's definitely changed for sure. And then on the second part of that, the, the second question or uh, factor to that, that whatever subject, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Sorry. I'm ranting guys. Um, <laughs> the second part of that is over the last 10 years. So, um, I'm 29. Uh, I don't, I don't turn 30 until September, but again, I struggle with friendships. I, I really do. I, um, I have a really hard time balancing between my independence and self-love and those introverted moments where I just want to be by myself and friendships. Um, I mostly, I would say like in my mid twenties, like, I mean, girls are always mean. Let's be real. Right. Like girls. Yeah. Girls. girls, Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Girls are definitely bitches. They, I don't know. Everybody always wants to be mean. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, why? I don't know. When I walk by somebody like on the street or whatever, my first inclination is not, oh my God, her nose is huge or, oh my God, her, you know, her dress is short or whatever. I'm always like, damn girl, like you look fine. Mm -hmm. Like, look at you girl. You know, like that's my first thought process. And I feel like that's not a, a norm for women for some reason. Yeah. It's usually like, oh my God, she's wearing a tight dress. Like, what is she trying to do tonight? Right. But we've just kind of learned that growing up, especially in the early 2000s, like you had Paris Hilton as an icon and which like, I love her and her documentary is amazing. If you haven't watched it. <laughs> no, I have not. Um, I have so much to get on that. <laughs> but, um, you know, you've had like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera paint. I mean the 2000s, like us growing up as kids in that time and also the fashion choices that were out Oh, I yeah. never go back to that one. Like nobody needs low rise jeans. <laughs> <laughs> low rise jeans with like a white crop top. <laughs> or like, jeans with dresses. Like no. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That I do love the nineties, but I, but I don't miss those, those moments. I really don't. No. Or like the Britney Spears, <laughs> Justin Timberlake combo with their like jean, <laughs> their oh, <gosh>. ensemble. <laughs> like, like I thought the eighties were bad. And then I looked back at the early 2000s and I'm like, what? Yeah. What is happening? And then I look at what I used to wear as a kid and I'm like, why? Lord. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Anyway, totally getting off topic. (laughs) (laughs) But growing up, I mean, if you do look at like the icons we had and the way the media treated women growing up, like we're just formatted to think that way. Or even, you know, I'm really trying to unlearn it and I've been trying to unlearn it for years now, but still, you know, like we're just, it's literally like embedded into our brain that anytime you see a woman, your first, like I said, your first inclination is to be like, 
oh, wow, that dress is so short. Like she must be a slut. Like that's yeah, your or what first. Is, why does she, like, she looks so much better than me. Like, I, I mean, that's right. me. I guess it's like self-confidence too, but yeah. I mean, we're just so trained to think that way. And I just, oh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, you're right. So yeah. So kind of um, going back to our uh, conversation about friendships. So that's like kind of the reason why I have a hard time maintaining friendships because girls really can be, nasty. And, um, I consider myself to be a real person. I mean, I'm not perfect and I don't have amazing communication skills and like, I'm not, you know, I'm not like a hundred percent on everything, but like, I kind of pride myself on being communicative. I pride myself on respecting other people's boundaries. Like, you know, maybe, maybe political, um, you know, thoughts, or obviously if it, shameless plug doesn't have to do with human rights because if it's a human rights issue, then we can't be friends, but, um, willing to be open and listen to people and be open to their opinions. And, um, like, I just, I try not to judge people in the, um, what's the word, like the, the first impression. Um, even though some, some first impressions, I feel like you get a gut feeling, which is different. You know what I mean? Like, for sure like people are showing you who they truly are. Right. But anyway, like my initial meeting of someone, like I try to really keep an open mind and, um, I tell you like a small story. So I actually went to a party, uh, with a few friends and my boyfriend and I didn't really know anybody at this party, um, except for, I would say like maybe five, like five to six people. Uh, most of them were guys and most of the girls, I, I didn't know any of the girls at all. And I get really nervous actually, even though I'm an extrovert, I get super nervous when I first meet people because I am a lot. Like I just am like, I'm, I'm loud. I'm, I attribute it to my Italian nature, but I'm loud. I'm opinionated. You know, I'm, I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I'm fine with that. Like I'm totally fine with that. Right. But with that being said, um, it kind of hurt my feelings because I, you know, I walked in, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to be confident. I'm walking into this party where I don't really know anybody and I want to make friends or at least like have a good time. And I go up to, you know, the door and I walk in and mind you, like everybody's drunk by this point in time because we got there kind of late. So I walk in and I'm like, hey, and I'm like giving, you know, everybody hugs and, you know, whatever, like saying hello and um, you know, I'm wearing like a low cut shirt because personally I like to look sexy. That's my thing. I like, I don't care about cleavage and all that. Like I like, I like to show my assets and I don't care about if it. If you right? got it, on it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, um, I go into this party and I'm, I'm feeling confident and feeling like, you know, this is cool because normally I'm uncomfortable and I don't, you know, go into a situation like guns blazing. Right. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like whatever. So anyway, you can see the look on these girls faces where they're just like, who is this bitch? Right. Like, they're just like, I don't like, like, who are you? Like who invited you to this party? Right. And that makes me so mad. And then later on in the party, I'm talking to this girl and you know, whatever we're chatting and we're having a good time. And I had, kind of mentioned, yeah, you know, I don't have a lot of girlfriends and whatever. And she goes, oh yeah, like you're not a first impression girl, are you? And I'm like, oh, like, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, when you walked up, like, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this girl. Like she's loud and da da da. 
I cannot believe. I've never heard that before. Yeah, she said this to my face. Well, and like, she was honest. Right. And I was literally just going to say that. I'm like, you know what? I appreciate her honesty, but like, it does hurt my feelings in the same sentence because it's like, you don't even know me. Like, why are you being mean? Or why was that your first, um, you know what I'm saying? Like the first thought that comes into your head. So yeah, it is, it is so important for us as women especially if you're, if you claim to be a feminist, um, which you should be because we should all have equal rights as men. That's, that's what it is literally. Um, True. But seriously, like we, we need to unlearn these things and not pit ourselves against each other because I mean, shit, it happens all the time, like all the time. Um, But yeah, I mean, it is hard. It is hard. I've had I feel like I've had a hard time maintaining friendships with women. Honestly, like one of the biggest challenges I've had in my 20s is one, maintaining friendships, but also like how many changes your friendships go through, especially after college. You know, like when you're in college, you know, you were part of sorority, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) you have have all those sorority girls. I was part of like a co-ed fraternity you have like all these people you're constantly around all the time, but after college a lot, and I'm going to be straight up. Like I do suck at communication for the most part. I just burped. (laughs) I tried to go away from the mic, but it didn't work. (laughs) Um, I'm like not the best at communication. I'm like usually get anxiety when somebody calls me, like I'd rather text. And I know like you're the opposite. Like you'd rather call maybe, which is fine because I enjoy talking to you. But um, a lot, I would, I would say like to anyone in college right now or their early twenties, like there is a significant change you go through after college with friends. Um, And some of that's just, you grow apart. um, You go on different paths. And some of that is, you know, like maybe a friendship was toxic. Um, But there's so many people in my life that I'm not close to anymore who I was extremely close to in my earlier 20s. And there's people like you, honestly, who we've known for what me, I guess, four or five years now. Yeah, right. That sounds about right. But I feel school. So that was like 2016. Yeah, like 2016. Yeah, so yeah. that's about five years or yeah. four. I can't do math. Almost, yeah, almost five. You know, <laughs> yeah. So I, and like, this is going to sound so cheesy, but I just feel like you're one of my soul sisters. Like, oh, you're yeah. one of the- No, really, I agree. <laughs> like, yeah, 100%. like you're, <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page, but you're just like one of the realest people I know. Like Sam will tell you straight up, like what she's thinking. And for me, I mean, me as a person, like I need that as a friend. I don't need somebody who's going to be shady and go behind my back, you know? And I feel like that I have as a close group knit of girlfriends, um, in my small group that I have. Um, but yeah, it just, as you're going through career changes and relationship changes, you really find out who's there for you and who you truly enjoy to be around and lifts you up as a person. Like, I mean, I know my friend group that I have right now, like, I know you guys are always, we're always rooting for each other. We're always lifting each other up. And we're also always going to tell each other, like, okay, like, eh, maybe that's like not a good idea. We're not going to be bitches about it. Yeah. Like, we're not going to be bitches about it. It's full truth. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, you know, and 
so like you and our friend Lindsay, like I've known you guys for a few years now. And then I have like a few friends that I've been friends with since middle school. And I have like one friend I've known literally like my whole life. <laughs> but, <Right. laughs> um, and I have like other friends too, but, um, yeah, that's just like my core group. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just important to kind of find that in your later twenties because you're going to be going through a lot of changes. Um, and I think we can both attest to that. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, it's emotional. I would say, would you agree that yeah, for sure? I, I feel like you go through a lot. Well, and kind of, again, to, I know I keep saying this to piggyback off your point, but I mean, truly to, to piggyback off that point, it's like, I feel like you completely evolve as a person like Sam, Sam Kate at 21 or whatever. And Sam Kate at 29. I mean, that's an eight year difference. That is a complete, I mean, I think innately we are always, you know, who we are and we just kind of become a better version of ourselves. But, but like you're, I mean, I don't know, like I'm just a completely different person and like, you know, kind of to your point, like a lot of my friends, they've, um, you know, gotten married or they have kids or they just have a completely different life path. And I feel like the people who you really stick with is those people who, yes, maybe their lives have changed, but like you guys grow together. Mm -hmm. Like I have, you know, obviously I have Sam Ann and Lindsay that we were talking about. And then you know, some, a childhood, a couple childhood friends. And, um, but my friend Allison is, is definitely a big part of my life in that regard. She, um, is married. She's now owned two houses. She has two dogs. She's moved. She's a professor or not a professor, excuse me, an instructor, um, at a university. And I mean, like, that's a completely different lifestyle than me, but we just continue to grow together as a friendship and as, two people who want to be in each other's lives. So it sounds like romantic, but you guys, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's such an important part to make though, because like, like all of our friends, we're all at different point in our lives, right? Like I have, like I'm married. I have friends that aren't married. I have, I do have friends that have kids. I have friends that are unemployed because of COVID right now. Um, And it's just, it's just like, who's going to be there for you at the end of the day. Right. So I recently had this friend pass a lose their battle with cancer. And this was a friend I had in high school, um, you know, went to dances together, like with a group of friends. Uh, he lived in my neighborhood. So me and my other friend would, um, ride around bikes together and all of that. Um, and you know, you just grow apart. It's when you get back together though, like with that group of friends, like older friends or something, it's like the same, like you pick up, it goes right back to yeah. where it left off. Yeah. So, um, so I went to the showing this past weekend, um, with one of my close friends who we were kind of in that group together early on in like our freshman and sophomore year of high school. Um, and we ended up like going out to eat and the place was closed and we like walked down the street and we see two other friends from high school we haven't seen in years. Obviously we were all coming from the same place, but um, they kind of came over and we talked a little bit and they were like, Hey, like so-and-so's also coming, like come get drinks with us. So we all sat outside everyone. We were like super, we were far apart, <laughs> with COVID but it was so nice. One, I like know my friend who passed away would like appreciate that we were all together. 
Um, two, it was so nice to catch up with them all and like see where everybody was in their lives. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. The changes you go through in your life, um, obviously like from high school to college, that's a transition in itself and you lose a lot of friends there, but, right. um, I'd say like your later twenties, you really hone in on like, um, who's really there for you right. in your core group. And some of those people might be in your core group from high school, which I do have those people in my core group from high school. And then the people I saw this weekend, they're not in my core group, but you know, it's just like we picked up right where we left off. And um, it's just important to have those relationships and those connections. Yeah. I think, I think too, like normalizing almost like a hierarchy of friendships. Like I think that that sounds kind of crazy. Like the MySpace top eight. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously, like bear with me here if you're listening and you're like, what the heck is she talking about? But like, yeah, right. (laughs) See you later, Gen Z, sorry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my, so my mom and I used to talk about this as well. Like my mom is, you know, cause I I used to get so frustrated um, because I do have a really hard time keeping mostly female friends. I think guys are a little bit more, uh, like they, you know, you can go crazy and they kind of just don't really care. They'll be like, whatever, like see in a day when you're not crazy, you know, where it's like girls take things super personal, at least like in my personal experience, that's how it's been. Um, but my mom, you know, she was, cause I would get so frustrated with it and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, is it me? You know, blah, blah. And she's like, no, like you just have different tiers of friendship. Like, uh, you know, remember that like food chart that we had yes. at a little triangle yeah. food chart? Like, and it's, it's changed like, now. Did you know that? It's oh, it did. Yeah. I, Wait, it's really? Like a plate. Yeah. It's like a plate now or so. I don't know. We'll, oh we'll no. I think I did. Yeah. I think I did see that actually. It's like, yeah, it's like portion portions now and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it yeah. used to be a triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you when we were going to school, it used to be a triangle, and it would you know like have I think it was like veggies on the bottom, and it was like you want a lot of these and whatever. So it's like the very very bottom of your triangle. Like you might have like a ton of people in there, but they're not really like your close friends. They might be your bar friends or your like you know, like, yeah, like, let's go grab a drink, friends, or you're maybe your work friends, like, people that you don't, you know, you're cool with, and, like, you might hang out with in work, but then, like, outside of work, you might not really hang out with them, or, like, you don't know that much about them, but you're, you know, like, you're close, Yeah. And you, like, complain, you know, complain about the same stuff at work, <laughs> and then, um, you know, and then maybe on top of that, it's, like, the people that, um, you know, you're, you're more close with, but they're not, like, your best, best friends, like, you definitely would hang out with them outside of, uh, work or like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I guess any, you know, just kind of a casual friend. And then on the very, very top is going to be your super, super tight knit friends. And I think like, we need to normalize that. Like we need to like make, make people understand that that's okay. Like, I feel like when you're younger, you're just like, Oh, I want, you know, I have all these friends and you feel so great because you're like, Oh, I, you know, I hang out with this person, I hang out with this person, I hang out with this person. And then like, as you start losing those friends, you think there's something wrong with you. That and is it's such like, a good analogy. yeah, it's like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with you. It's just, we have, we have to stop normalizing that. Like, you know, you have to just be friends with everybody and their brother and everybody has to like everybody. It's like, no, that's not reality. And you, you know, I, like I said, I used to think that there was something wrong with me 
or that, you know, maybe it was something I'm doing, like, again, kind of going back to the, I have an aggressive personality or I'm bold or that, you know, these things like, you know, you're just a lot or like all these things that I've heard from people, even my family over the years. And it's like, no, I'm okay with that. Actually. Like I'm not, okay. I'm, excuse me. I'm okay with not being everybody's cup of tea. And I think we need to normalize that more. And we do need to normalize that you don't need a lot of friends to be happy. I've yeah, had for so sure. many friends in my life that honestly I've cut out from being toxic in my life um, or just kind of, I'm like, okay, well, I don't really want to talk to you anymore. Like as bad as that sounds. But no, I definitely, I don't think that sounds bad at all. I really don't. I've, yeah. I probably do that a little too much. Like I definitely, yeah, yeah I definitely cut people out maybe a little too much with not, without maybe giving them a second chance sometimes. But I, I like hundred percent agree with your fact of like, if it's toxic, then why would I have it in my life? You know? Right. And, and I think that's important to learn too, as you're growing up and your friendships are changing is that it is okay to let go of toxic friendships. It might not be toxic. They might not realize that they're toxic and you might not be toxic to them, And they might not even know that they're toxic to you, but you need to know if you're having anxiety around them, if you're having trust issues around them, it is okay to let that friend go. And you don't need any explanation. You don't need to explain to anyone. Yes. Preach girl. Preach. And that's, it goes goes the same with family. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that sounded really creepy, but no, I'm like... Preach hand emoji. Yes. Also, just maintaining relationships with your good friends. If you, you know, even if you suck at that, which like I totally do. Like <laughs> I, like my close knit friends, including you. I like <laughs> at least you con- admit it. <laughs> admit it. Like I, I keep in contact with you guys through texting. Um, I like have major cell phone like calling anxiety. I don't know why. I think it's just because we've been like shaped into texting growing up. Right. Yeah. It's just, um, so I don't FaceTime or call people a lot, but I'll like text you or send you like a Snapchat, but that's like my form of communication. But I think like my close friends know that. And yeah, like, um, but you have, do you have a lot of friends out of state still? Cause you just, yeah. 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 Most of, most of my friends are out of state actually. My well, I think she, I don't know if she moved yet. I know she was talking about moving, but my one friend who lives in Chicago, she may be moving to Miami. Um, well, actually rewind a little bit. So uh, with my athletic training degree, when I went into um, my master's program, you're kind of thrown into this like makeshift friendship thing, like where you're like, hey, here's 17 people that are in your program, make friends you know? And I mean, not that I didn't make friends. I did make friends. We all hung out all the time and it was awesome. And we had a really great time. Um, but then again, as athletic trainers, it's really common for people to move out of state to, to find, um, an internship or a job or whatever. Typically you don't, I mean, almost, I would say, I don't know the stats, but like, I would say more often than not athletic trainers don't stay within uh, their own state. Like, I feel like they definitely leave. Um, uh, my, one of my friends is in Buffalo. One of my friends, like I said, one of my friends is in, um, Miami. One of my friends is in, um, my non-athletic trainer friends. Uh, I've got two in California. 
Um, I used to live in Georgia, so I have a few friends down in Georgia. So I think that is also maybe part of my having, well, I shouldn't say not the maintaining friendships part, but like I did, I have moved a lot. Um, I've moved from Michigan to Georgia and then, um, like, like I said, even my small group of grad school friends, like we all scattered throughout the United States. Just recently moved back to Michigan two years ago. And I say, or I would say just now, I feel like I've really felt comfortable. I mean, I did buy a house in October, so I feel a little more. Almost a year. I know. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. October. Wait, what was October 2nd we closed? So we moved in November 3rd, I think it was. It was like right around your wedding. I think. Yeah. Oh Somewhere yeah. It's been like right after we got married. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but you, you FaceTime and call your friends a lot. Like that's, I do call my friends a lot. I, and then here's the other part of that too. Um, and not, this is not, you know, no offense to anyone or, you know, that may, may or may not call or text or whatever, but I actually hate texting. Like I don't, I actually don't like my phone at all. Like I mean, my boyfriend can attest to this. Like when I get home, because as an athletic trainer, you have to use your phone all day long. Like I'm calling parents, I'm calling doctors. I'm, you know, so-and-so came into the training room. I'm immediately texting the coach. Hey coach, so-and-so's good. Sending him out now, blah, blah, blah. All day long. Like literally all day long, you're using your phone. So when I get home, I'm just, I'm burnt. I'm burnt out from it. Um, I do call a lot of people on my drive home. Like that's kind of how, you yeah. know, how I try to stay in touch with people is I'm like, well, I'm in my car for 30 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever com- coming from home to and home to, oh my goodness, bleh, can't talk to and from work. So it's like, there's 40 minutes where I could call my mom or I call you or, you know, my friend Allison or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but actually, okay. So now I'm going on a tangent, but um, I actually hate my phone. Like I literally hate my phone, but I know that other people want to stay in touch. And so I try to think like, okay, you know, like actually Lindsay called me the other day and I couldn't answer because I was out at dinner with, um, one of my friends and I like completely forgot to call her back. Like 100%. I just was like, and I've been sitting at home all day long, literally the last two days, all day long doing nothing. And I'm like, you know, and then it's like, no, like I want to call Lindsay because, I haven't talked to her in a while. And I know that like, if I want people to maintain friendships with me, like I have to do the same, you know, even if it is just via text message. And I feel like I don't really care what form of the phone you use because I just don't like the phone (laughs) at all. So as long as you're contacting me, I'm cool. But yeah, yeah, no, I like, I just think like, okay, well, maybe this person would enjoy if I called, whether that's true or not. (laughs) No, and I, even though I like texting better and I I swear to God, I just have anxiety about phone calls. I like love when I get a call like from you or another friend, like, because it does like talking to someone instead of texting them, like you can hear their emotion and their voice. Yeah. Um, So it is, (laughs) it's something I've also tried to improve on. Like my best friend just moved to Dallas, Texas a few months ago. And we actually do FaceTime and talk on the phone quite often. So I am getting better. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, I think it's like also who understands your comfort zone and like what their personality is as well. Yeah. Like I don't like the phone, but I am an extroverted personality. So I will call somebody or like, Mm -hmm. you know, like actually my boyfriend and I, we don't really text at all like ever. 
I mean, it's only, Hey, like, can you pick up groceries or, you know, whatever. Or if we can't actually talk on the phone, but typically he will call me, you know, even if it's just something quick to say like, Hey, can you grab chicken from the grocery store? Like neither of us really like texting. So it kind of works out, but, um, that's such a good trait to have. I feel. (laughs) Oh, Sam, it's okay. (laughs) I love you for you. (laughs) I do feel like it's a good trait to have though. Like so many people, including me have lost it. (laughs) I blame it on the nineties. I blame it on um, when you had to pay to call people um, or text people in like 2008 and 2005. Yes. I forgot about that to be honest, because and yeah, also my mom, AM. AIM. yes, AIM. yes. No, you're so right. Cause like, I feel like our parents would be like, okay, like don't go over the tax limit this month, you know? And then I'm like, Ugh. and then unlimited came about and it was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I'm never calling someone ever again. <laughs> Clear, clearly this is way better of a communication situation. Oh man. So, but yeah, just, you know, that's important. Like knowing the communication techniques of your friends too. And, um, like accepting people, I guess, you know, like, like, I just feel like perception is key. You know what I mean? Like, like if someone, for example, myself who is more of a text or call or whatever, if I'm constantly calling you and you're never returning my calls, um, then like, I feel like I should pick up on that. You know what I mean? Like, I should feel like, oh, maybe Sam doesn't enjoy calling that much. Or and then, even say, sorry to cut you off. No, you're I would good. say even hanging out. Like, oh, yeah. There's been instances in my life where it's like, okay, I've asked this person to hang out like five times the past, like, five times. Right. And <laughs> they have not asked me to hang out once. And that's like also where a light bulb has gone off in my brain. Like, you don't neat if like they truly like want to hang out with you they'll reach out and right like no one I understand it's a two-way street but if you keep trying and trying and like they're not coming back and like communicating with you then it's kind of like there's like no point and I totally know I've been on that uh, the other side too right oh yeah for sure Um, for sure I feel like we all have (laughs) but um, yeah Yeah. It's just learning that too. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like, you know, maybe people are going kind of like full circle back to the beginning of our entire podcast is like people are going through stuff. Like, um, another small story. I had a friend, um, who gave birth and had postpartum depression Yeah, and, um, you know, as obviously I'm unfortunate as that is, I, you know, tried to give her her space because I'm like, I can't, I mean, I don't have any kids. So I'm like, I can't imagine what you're going through. Um, I have no idea, you know, how to help you. I have no idea what you need for me. Um, and this, this friend and I just completely fell off. I mean, we're just not friends anymore. And I remember constantly, uh, well, I actually do remember the friend reaching out and saying like, I am so sorry. I haven't been attentive, blah, blah, blah. Here's what's going on. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, no big deal. Like I totally, I mean, who am I to tell you that it's not okay because you were going through postpartum depression? (laughs) Like, no, I'm not a crappy person. So I'm like, yeah, you know, um, whenever you have time, like I'm here, you know, but then I think it's important to like recognize that line where it's like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Here, here I am. Yeah. 
And then like, it just kind of, they never reciprocate. Yep. And so I finally, I mean, cause this was like years. I mean, literally it's two, two to three years now where I was contacting this person and nothing right. or they would, you know, ha ha. So maybe a meme I sent them or whatever. And that was it. And it's like, okay, obviously for whatever reason, you know, whether it's personal for her in terms of her pregnancy and just dealing with all of that, which again, totally support. Um, but at the same time, like I have to think of myself as well. And, right. you know, if you're, I'm, I'm a huge believer in being around people that elevate you, that you can become a better person because they're in your life and vice versa. And I don't want to, for lack, don't, don't hate me. Everybody. It's like for lack of better terms, it's like, if you don't bring something to my table, then like, we're not going to be friends because I need you want to do the same for you. I I agree. Um, you do need friendships that are going to elevate you and, um, you know, just support you, especially in your time of need. Um, but yeah, we, I'm glad we had this conversation today and, um, you know, I'd love to hear if anyone, any of our listeners, <laughs> when we launch this, um, if they've had any big friendship changes and how that affected them and what that was like. Um, so it was a little bit heavier of a conversation today. We'll have more fun ones, but um, that's all for now. Bye, guys. Bye.